Right 361. I hope you enjoyed this message. This message was about us loving God and loving people. That God never intended for us to live a 50% life. He wants us to live 100%. And 100% means to love God with all of your heart and with all of your mind and all of your soul. And likewise, he wants for us to love people. And not just say we love them, but really love them. Hey, it is always a blessing to be able to bring the word of God to you and share with you. We just want you to know that we are praying for you and praying with you. But if you need to get in touch with us, please don't hesitate to hit us up on our website at www.axcc.org or join us on our Facebook page. We love you and God bless you. Amen. Somebody say, Jesus, Jesus is a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I love being connected to good things. Amen? Good things. And Jesus is so good. He's been so good to me. You know, uh, last week we looked at something that uh, tremendously challenged us, right? Because we were looking to see how... In our current state, it's so easy for us to lose things, lose people, to lose connection, lose contact, some because we are more confined than we have ever been. And so we have to make it an effort to go out and to seek and save that which is lost. And so today, uh, I just want to jump in and just begin to share with you guys just some thoughts that I've had. So if you do have your Bibles, we're going to look at Mark chapter 20, Mark chapter 12, Mark chapter 12. And uh, I love this as well because, you know, uh, in this, you know, of course, Jesus is still looking at the parables. But when you jump down to verse 28 in Mark chapter 12, not on your note sheet, Pastor Sharon, not on your note sheet. When you jump down to verse 28 in Mark chapter 12, it says this. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had driven them a good, had given them a good answer. He asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Of all of the commandments out there, y'all, which one is the most important? Which one is the most important? And he says in verse 29, the most important one, Jesus answered, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Then verse 30 says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Verse 31, the second is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Notice what Jesus says in verse 32. Well said, teacher, the man replied, you are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices When Jesus saw he had answered wisely, he said to him, we are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, 
No one dared ask him any more questions. Ask him any more questions. I don't know about you guys, but as we just begin to think about that, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus just laid it out for us. He says there's two things that God's asked us to do. Just say two. Two. Right? The first one is to love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Right? That's one. The second one is to love who? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So love God, love people. That's 100%. All right? So if we just love God, then that means we're living off of 50%. Right? We're doing one of the two. If we just love people and we don't have a place for God, we're at 50%. So this morning, if I can, I just want to talk to you about living on 50%. For some of us, we may say that 50% isn't that bad. No, 50% is not that bad. If I had a half tank of gas, man, that's pretty good, right? But how many people know that the capacity of your tank is 400%, which allows you to be able to maximize everything that you can do, right? So if you have to go on a journey, right, and you only have a half tank, and you get out there on your journey, And you begin to notice that you are down now to a quarter of your gas. Which means that we're still in pretty good shape, right? But how many people know that if you're on your journey, you only have a quarter of a tank. And you begin to realize that you got a long way to go. And that there's not a gas station in sight. Does that make you a little bit nervous? Does that make you begin to realize that maybe I'm not going to make it (laughs) where I think I'm going to make it? Does that make you begin to realize that I've come too far to even turn around? Mm -hmm. That I'm sitting here in my car with a quarter of the capacity of this tank. You know, this is kind of where Jesus is jumping in right here. He's looking and saying is that, you know, we can satisfy maybe one of the commandments. But what that tells us is that we still haven't even fulfilled all of it. He's only asking us to do two things. It's kind of like, you know, on the trip, you know, you tell them, I'm only asking you to do one thing, right? Just one thing. Put some gas in it, fill it up. Because you don't know how far you may have to go till you get to your next station before you can fill up. And and so I I, I just want to take a pause here. To caution us that it's possible that because we have conveniences that we're used to running on 50%. One of the things that is occurring to us and that is happening to us is that we find ourselves running out of joy. I'm just running out of it. I'm running out of the things that fulfill me. Could it be because we're only running exhibit? Well, your attitude, love God and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So if our outlook or our attitude is that I don't like myself very much, 50%, (laughs) right, of where God wants me to be, then my outlook becomes that which is not as great as it could be, right? 
It could be where I am a very optimistic person, where I just choose to see that, hey, man, this glass is full. I'm halfway there, but it is full, right? But instead, if I outlook, it's one of those that, eh, I don't know, right? Then we won't look at it. So your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. Hmm. What type of attitude did Christ Jesus have when he was here? Is he was always looking out for other folks. He was always taking time to answer the questions of people that was maybe didn't know as much. Hmm. I, I like how Christ lived his life when he was on the earth. He hung out with those people that nobody wanted to hang out with. You know, he was constantly engaged in other people and what he can do to help them mature in God. I like that, that Jesus was setting the example for how we can be connected to God, doing what we're supposed to do, but at the same time, connected to people. Hmm. Jessica and I, we were talking this morning about that. Say, isn't it amazing how God asks us to do more? And we're certainly game for that. Okay, I'm going to do more. And then the next question we ask is how? It's like, God, you want me to do more? I see more. How? And we had both came to the conclusion, oh, I know how. You're going to use other people to come into my life. That's how you're going to get it done. Other People are going to come into my life and they're going to help me to get it done. But God, I don't really like other people that much. I, I can, can do, but you want other people to help me to get where I need to go. Mm. So I'm dependent on you, but you want me also connected with other people. People. Yeah, isn't that what Christ did? Is that he was fully dependent upon God? But him getting to the cross, he needed other people. See, in life, God sets us up so that we're connected. Wow, we're connected. So in other words, he's telling us is that the mindset of only being 50% isn't going to get it. Maybe I can go just a little bit deeper and use this analogy. And it's this analogy. There was this very famous counselor who was very good at his job in placing people into their vocation. In other words, he found a way to get people to the right job that they would love. And people wanted to know what was his secret to his success. And this is what he said. If you want to find out what a person is really like, don't give him responsibility. Give him privileges. Most people can handle responsibilities if you pay them enough, but it takes a real leader to handle privileges. A leader will use privileges to help others and build 
A person who's not about that will promote himself rather than other people. Jesus used his heavenly privileges for the sake of others. So in other words, what privileges do you have and what privileges are you using to help others? Hmm. Uh, I wish we can go back to kindergarten for a minute. Come on, y'all. Y'all remember kindergarten? Those of us that are parents that had kindergartners, you remember how innocent they were is that when they went to get a snack, you couldn't just get a snack for that child. You had to get a snack for everyone because they were wanting to make sure they shared with everyone. See, they were using their privilege to help all of the class. Come on. Some of you guys may not remember those days, but I remember those days. I always tell people kindergartners were my favorite group of people to hang out with because they understood what community should be and how we should be living it out. But let us get back to the story because what Jesus is, what Paul is challenging us to do is simply this. Can we just have the mind of Christ where we don't think of ourselves so highly, but we begin to think of others. That's what. And when he fit body, he says, he who is without fault, let him throw the first stone. He was thinking about it. And not only was he thinking about it, he took action to get involved in each and every one of these people's lives to help them to be able to be connected to God in a greater way. So what I'm saying to you is that what of your privileges are you using to help direct people to God, to fulfill their purpose? Or, 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 or can we look at it the other way? What of your God privileges are you really using? Are you tapping into that? Hmm. You know, I, I often I think about, you know, uh, the responsibility that I have. And, you know, kind of my responsibility is I get to talk up here. But there's other people that have greater responsibility and they touch a whole lot more people than I ever can. Hello, 361. This is Pastor Rodney Logan and family, and we have a new message for you. But before we get into the message, I just want to tell you a verse coming out of Romans 8 and 28. that says, all things work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so we certainly have to tap into that things are going to work out for our good. God wants to see us blessed and successful. Do you believe it? Please enjoy the message.